Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode <laughs> 13 of Our the Tired It's Okay podcast. Uh, this is a safe space for you to not be okay and share about it. And Rashida and I are here to offer you our truth and support for all of you out there who are doing the best that we can to uh, handle what life throws at us on the daily. Hey, yes. Hey, Hillary, how are you? Good. I am so excited. Today is a very special episode. Um, <laughs> lucky number 13. Yes. Uh, Rashida, yes. tell them who we have paired up with and, and why we're so psyched. Absolutely. And I'm like so excited. I actually put lipstick on. So if yes, you've you seen, I know if you've seen other shows, there has been no lip. So <laughs> that is so special to me um, and Hillary. So um, we have tonight guests on our podcast, some youth from the Central Jersey Club. Um, and I'm so want to you know talk a little bit about the club. Mm -hmm. um, it was organized in 1963. They received their first charter in 1964. And the purpose of the organization is to promote and protect the interests of business and professional women. And, and the, name of the, the name of the organization is? It is the NANBPWC. Ooh. Say that five times. Central right. And the Central Jersey Youth Club. Yes. Right? Yeah. And basically, um, again, you know, the purpose of the organization was to promote and protect the interests of business and professional women and create fellowship among them. And the youth club has also expanded its purpose to expose students to community service, which we're fans of, yeah. while providing them with workshops and interactions to help foster success in life, further their education and become productive, informed citizens. But yeah. also, and we, got a chance, we got a chance to meet them uh, like two weeks yes. ago, and uh, a lot of them, a couple of them, and they were fantastic yes. and really excited. So we are dedicating episode 13 to the youth of America. The youth you of America. You are our future. And so I want to add, I just want to add Hillary real quick. Oh, um, <laughs> so the youth club program theme is change the climate in our community. So climate is an acronym for community service, leadership, training, involvement, mentorship, activism, technology, and education with special areas in the STEM, safe encounters and mental health awareness. So to fulfill their mental health awareness requirement, they are blessing us with their presence on yes. the Not Okay, It's Okay podcast today. Yes, so welcome. Yes. Oh, I see Tammy there. Shout out to Tammy D. Lucas. Shout she out. Is, uh, third vice president, right? Yes. And youth advisor for the Central Jersey Club. And yes, yes. So welcome. Welcome. Hey, Kanisha. Kanisha is first vice president of programming. Yes. So we are, as you can tell, very excited. I think I'm really excited because a lot of me, Rashida, I don't know about you. <laughs> um, I just still feel very connected to my youth. And, um, you know, I, I, yeah. I struggle to stay current and cool. So this you're is current really and cool. Hillary, you're current oh, and cool. You. That makes me feel so cool. <laughs> I, know, I know. I usually send my dinosaur emoji, but that is okay. So we are super excited to connect um, with these youth. Yes. Yes. Um, and future of, of our, our world. So we had the opportunity to speak ahead of time, and we have some questions that they have come up with. And yes. so we are going to go down the line 
and answer these questions as best as we can. Uh, we are also going to, after the show, be able to provide some resources. Yes. And which we will provide to Tammy and Kanisha and likely post on our page as well. Yes. So before, I mean, Rashida, how are you? I just want to know how you are. I, know, I, know. I, I'm, well, I'm just excited today. This is like actually like boosted my mood, you know, just That's doing the show. Um, yes. Yes. So again, shout out to just our partnership with this wonderful organization. They do are yes. doing wonderful things and yes. shout out to the youth um, as well. Um, also just want to just add another shout out to Andrea Felder, who's also yes. a youth leader for the Central yep. Jersey Club. Yep. Um, and I'm just like so excited. All right, girls. So oh. listen, we're obviously excited. We don't, we don't <laughs> very well. Um, so what about we get down to it? Yeah. So I think depression was one of our first mm -hmm. questions that we got. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, one of the first questions um, is how do you know if you are depressed and not experiencing typical sadness? What are the symptoms? So mm. let's break that down into part one and part two. So how do you know if you're depressed and not just feeling the emotion of sadness, right, mm -hmm. in and out? So depression would be classified. Um, first of all, there would be an assessment if you went to um, your doctor, a psychiatrist, a therapist, there is an assessment that would be performed. Um, and what we can go like as a rule of thumb is if you are not able, if you are not feeling well enough to get up and do your normal, typical activities, like attend school, go to your after school job, um, hang out with your friends, uh, you know, be social with your family. If it's affecting your day to day stuff, we would be concerned that that would be more toward depression than it would average regular and normal sadness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to add to that, you know, and depression is, yeah. it tends to be like overpowering and um, ongoing, whereas mm -hmm. sadness is typically, you know, um, it may not, it just may be like a single, like an event that triggered that. Right. Um, I think back to like, again, my dad passing away. And mm -hmm. how did I know it was sadness versus depression is that I would go in and out, you know, to have moments where I was okay. And then moments where I was not okay. Depression, yeah. it tends to just kind of, you know, just be an ongoing. Like a, think of it as a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know, am I feeling like I need a chin strap for mm -hmm. this cloud, you know, to because it's here all the time? Or is it an emotion is sadness coming in and out, which we can normalize because right. we, right? right? And we have to think about like also too, like appetite, right? You know, mm -hmm. you know, some people, you may notice they're eating more, you mm -hmm. know, to manage their, their feelings or they may be eating less. Right. You know, are they isolating yeah. themselves? Are they yes. not? So you're you're yeah. answering the, the second part. Thank you. Yeah. So go ahead, Rashida, what are some of the symptoms? So what are, yeah, so what are some of the symptoms? Um, is your, your youth, isolating themselves are they in, you know we know teenagers love to be in their room and be on their phones and be on the computer but if this is not something that's typical of them they, they that they're not coming out for dinner when you guys sit down and they're just kind of like in their room i'll take my plate to my room um just not wanting to interact with not family. Hungry, yeah. right? i don't want to go to grandma's you know right. which do every Saturday. Nah, I want to stay home. Yeah. Hey, are you going to make some plans with your friends tonight? Nah, you know, so it's, it's yeah. those warning signs. And also 
uh, you know, they, they, it's kind of on a spectrum, uh, a scale. So that can be something. And then also, you know, just losing interest in things that they love. If your kid loves to dance or play basketball and they're not dancing and you don't see them shooting hoops, it kind of raises a red flag. Yeah. Uh, so I would say anything, um, you know, and, and we want to take notice and we want to communicate and talk and it's okay to be depressed. Mm -hmm. have to make ourselves aware and we have to talk to our parents and be open with it. Um, so that's what Rashida and I do weekly. We kind of normalize all of these yes. things. Yes. Um, I think that kind of covers it with the symptoms, you know, yeah, and, and you know, just, just, a, yeah, sleep, you know, like are they sleeping more, are they sleeping less, you know, right. are they, you know, um, and again, you'll know if you see changes, you know, in your your teen. Um, also, too, like their energy level. Do they feel like they're just dragging through the day? Are they more irritable than usual? Snappy? You know, yeah. so these are just some kind of signs that, you know, yeah. Hillary and I think are beneficial in just kind of seeing like, okay, maybe there's something going on I need to investigate further. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Good. Well played, Rashida. I like that. Well, you know, pass the ball, pass the ball. <laughs> what, are some, what are some common reasons for teenage depression? Mm. So, um, I mean, hormones, hello. Yeah. Right? Hormones yeah. are raging. Mm -hmm. It feels different in the body. It changes the history of what's happening in our body. Hillary, are you there? Are you frozen? So um, yeah, did we just lose froze. picture? We're back. Okay. Um, so Rashida, I spoke on hormones. What do you want to add? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, basically um, it could be just like, again, coming into their own identity. Like, who am I? You know, um, your, the peer support groups change. I, I know like a lot of times, you know, when people are in middle school, elementary school, you ask them if they, how many friends they have, they say 70, 80. I love when they tell me that. I'm like, whoa, name them all. Uh -huh. But then in high school, the peer group tends to get a little more um, centered Paper around, yes, you know, people that have common interests and things yeah. of that sort. So then finding their way and their identity through that. Uh, yeah. I definitely think we need to, you know, talk about social media. I think that yes. um, a common reason for teens to be depressed, we're seeing an increase in both depression and anxiety in teens. Uh, and I, I can't help but not blame social media because everything has its place. Look, mm -hmm. we're on it right now trying to do good things, but um, kids equating their value um, by how many likes they have, yeah. um, by whether or not they've gone, you know, viral on a video. Uh, so social media and also this projection of perfection, mm -hmm. right? We're seeing these people living their best lives, right? On Instagram, but this is all orchestrated. Yes. It takes you know, hours to set up a great photo. And so, you know, I know for the girls, there are a lot of pressure and that brings on the body image stuff and the not good enough stuff. And the same for the guys, because mm -hmm. there are just as many IG models out there, you know, on Instagram. So to just be able to, social media could be fun, but we have to recognize what it is, 
right? We have to recognize that that is not real life, you know? Um, and I, so I think that that is definitely a common reason lately, you know, um, for depression. And then I also think we need to address hashtag 2020. Am I right? Yes. 2020 yes. And so you teens are just younger humans. So you are feeling what, what we adults are feeling. We have a increased depression and anxiety in right. adults right now right. because of this pandemic and, mm -hmm. you know, our freedoms being kind of taken and our, our routines and our social life. So we have to take that into account because when we do, we normalize it. You know, it's that safety in numbers thing. So I'm sure social media is going to come up again. I am not demonizing it. I want to be Instagram famous, but like. <laughs> I, so, I uh, need to call it like an influencer. I mean, that's yeah. what we call it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think we kind of hit those, right? Um, you know, and, and yeah, I just want to add, like, I remember growing up and, you know, Hillary, we're in the same bracket of age group. And I remember, you know, people would just make fun of you on the playground. You know, it didn't go past that, you know, um, maybe on the phone, you know, now, like you said, again, with all these social media, a text can be sent and like, you know, yeah. um, a bad picture, Yes, you know, so this is something that you teens and youth and i'm from brooklyn and really guys all i want to do is be like you youths are up against you know but i won't uh you know the youths are up against you know bullying has always been around right mm -hmm. but like rashid is saying it ended at three o'clock when yeah. it's over and now we're so accessible via cell phone and you know mm -hmm. DMs and all that stuff so again that is another great point rashida um, about, you know, being <laughs> about, <laughs> you know, about just being um, available to, you know, experience the ridicule or. Yeah. I mean, I and I think it's important for parents to know that, again, you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, when we were growing up, mm -hmm. it is a different time, yeah. you know, and that, again, you know, what you experienced as a youth child, mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. much more complex now yeah. within yeah. that day and age. Yeah, great point. And so, yeah, this is why this show, we hope that there are youth and parents tuning in right now. Yes. Because, definitely, you know, social media is a thing. And while it could be great, you know, dangers and stuff and with your team. Right. So on to the next one. On to the next one. Ha how do you talk to your family about feeling depressed? Ooh, good question. That is a really yeah. good question. And it, and anyone who's like, you know, if this is your question that you ask and you feel comfortable, you know, we'd love mm -hmm. to like highlight you on here. So just, mm -hmm. you know, let us know if this is your question. But yeah, how do you talk to family? Um, sometimes it's not that easy, right? Sometimes, you know, with, with the day and age of parents working, you know, one job, two jobs, three jobs, you know, I always go back to like, you know, back in the day, we used to sit down for dinner and then you would know what was going on throughout the day with that sit down. Now everything is it's just rush, rush. So, you know, it is just trying to extend yourself and the parent being open to when your child says, you know, like, hey, you got time. Can I talk to you? Absolutely. Um, I'm just experiencing some technical difficulties for a second. So I am going to... 
Uh, I'll be there in a second. Um, okay. I'm getting some feedback on here that the screen is blurry and our sound's a little odd. So sorry, guys, we are uh, going to work on that. Um, and so, yeah, and I think like Rashida was saying, we have to know the climate of mm -hmm. our um, of our family, of our family culture. We have to know how they feel, um, you know, about feelings, you know, mm -hmm. and lots of families, feelings are something that is just not, it's not on the table. We don't kind yeah. of talk about it. So if that's the case and you are in a place, you know, and your family isn't necessarily open to having that conversation, then mm -hmm. let's talk about places that we can go, right? right? So I'm sorry, I am taking this out again. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So, and, some, and, and sometimes, yeah, like places we can go. And sometimes, you know, like it, it, it may not be our parents who we may feel most comfortable, you know, sharing this with, but we may have a sibling that we can talk to or another relative within the family, right? So if you, you know, like maybe so start with your most immediate family. Maybe uh -huh. it's a cousin that you feel close to. Mm -hmm. And then if not, then there's other resources that you can reach out to. Do you want to like add some of those, Hillary? Yeah. And so some of those resources are in school. Mm -hmm. School is equipped to handle not only education, but, you know, the whole gamut of the struggle of being a teen and growing yeah. up. Right. So it's it's the educational, but it's also the emotional stuff. Yeah. And there are guidance counselors uh, who can help you and want to help you and have resources. And not only can you talk to them, they can help you have a conversation with your parents. They can also provide um, resources, community links. And, you know, like you guys yeah. are in this incredible youth organization. Um, so there are, yeah, so you guys are doing it. So that's one mm -hmm. place to turn to. Um, and a doctor, spiritual, you know, whether it's a priest or a rabbi or somebody at a mosque, mm -hmm. whatever your spiritual um, side is, is there someone you could connect with there? Yeah. So there are resources and in school, um, a guidance counselor would never keep you hanging, right? No, no. They are going to look to connect and it's okay. And they are, um, it's, it, there are HIPAA laws there mm -hmm. and so um, a, a lot of kids I know are nervous about talking to the school guidance counselor because they feel like it's not really a safe space. Yeah. We're going to go back and tell my parents. But you know what? They're not. They are, they're mandated to report only certain things, right? So if you go in and say, I feel like hurting myself, mm -hmm. somebody else, or you report that a child is in danger, that's their mandate to report, right? If you're engaging in some risky behavior, that might be something that they need to report. But this is going to be an ongoing uh, process. You're mm -hmm. going to be in a partnership with them. So I would definitely say school, um, family, your pediatrician yes. would be able to help. Um Anything else to add, Rashida? And there's so many hotlines out there, and we will definitely post those, you know, on our Not Okay, It's Okay yeah. um, page, Facebook page. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just, just there's, there's apps. There's you could text, you know, if you need help yeah. or you need support. Yeah. The warm line. So we will definitely provide those resources for those Absolutely. who may want to go that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next question is. Uh, 
how do you find the right help? We did that, right? Mm -hmm. And how is depression treated? So depression is treated. There's kind of, again, there's a spectrum of how it's treated. Um, We look to identify, right? What's happening for us, build the awareness that we are in fact depressed. What are we still engaging in? What have we not been able to engage in? Um, Some coping skills, Mm -hmm. right? We're gonna develop some coping skills. Um, One of the best coping skills for depression is distraction. Finding little slices of joy in our day that we can distract ourselves. If it's music, if it's listening to your favorite YouTuber, if it's gaming, right? That stuff is actually really helpful in in terms of depression. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So gratitude, right? Gratitude is another big, uh, very helpful with depression. Focusing on our haves versus the have-nots. Mm-hmm limiting some of the stuff that we're consuming. And I don't mean eating, although we'll get to that because that is part of it. What is is it we're consuming on social media? Who are we following? Are they making us feel good about ourselves? Are they making us feel less than? We have to watch the content that we're consuming. Um, That's great that you said that because I know like during the, you know, um, during this pandemic, I know in the beginning, you know, when when March hit, um, I was like glued to the tube. Like I was, you know, wanting to know, and it got to a certain point in time that it was just, it just engulfed me and it started affecting my mood. You know, I was feeling down, like, oh my gosh, the numbers, you know, right. are going up and, right. you know, so, so sometimes we just have to disconnect and turn off for a while. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You know, sometimes the scrolling is just not good for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely, uh, Also, we want to see what our sleep hygiene is. How are we sleeping? How are we eating? Are Mm -hmm. we getting exercise, right? Are we getting outside? That's another big one. Fresh air, vitamin D, the sun, even in the winter. So, you know, especially again, hashtag 2020, this stuff has been limited, but there are ways we can get outside safely um, and get in an exercise, work up a sweat, mm-hmm. meditation. Um, and then the other side, if, if it's more of a severe feeling depression, then that's when we get the, the MDs involved, right? Or a psychiatrist who would then prescribe something if needed, because it is a holistic approach to health and everything has its space. Yeah. And I just want to add, I see Angela um, put in the comments that, again, we are addressing questions that these are such amazing questions from the local youth club. Shout out to Angela and the youth club. So, um, again, these are questions that our youth want to, you know, use. Youth want want information on. And so they are so amazing, so informed. And again, we're so happy that you you guys are here and that you pose these wonderful questions on mental health. Yeah. And I actually see another comment from Stephanie saying, I'm an adult and I still can't talk to certain family members about emotions. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in our original family culture, you know, we've talked, this comes up literally on every show in our original family culture, no matter matter what that looked like, mm-hmm. mom, dad, brother, sister, two moms, a brother, a group home, my aunt, whatever, learn the goods, the bads, the rights, the wrongs, 
the shoulds, the shouldn'ts, and the uh, appropriates and the inappropriates. And if we have been cultured to mm -hmm. believe that sharing emotions is a no-no, then that's how we grow up. We grow up to, to stuff and tuck these emotions. And then that makes us angry or anxious, right? Mm -hmm. And so right now with you incredible, intelligent youths of our future coming <laughs> up with questions, you're able to say, you know what? I don't agree. I think it's healthy to talk about emotions. I'm learning that it's healthy to do this. And so then we be able to re we're able to reculture ourselves and decide, hey, it's okay if I talk to somebody. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Right? So I, I just want to highlight, and that was great, Hillary. I just want to highlight Allison who said that I look fancy beautiful today. She just had to say. Um, thank you, Allison. Yes. Shout out to Allison. But Allison also said that she feels bad talking about her emotions because she doesn't want to put added stress on others. Mm -hmm. So okay. how often do we have this thought of they they have enough going on? They don't need to, mm -hmm. you know, they don't need me adding to that. Right. And that is an incredible question, Allison. Thank you for that. And yes. and it's a big thing. And and actually next week our topic we'll talk about is communication 101. It is actually our responsibility yeah. to let people know how we're feeling mm -hmm. or else we're not doing our part in that relationship, you know, um, but we will, we will certainly touch on that. But yeah, Al, that's, that's really uh, true for a lot yeah. of people. And I just want to quickly add how many times have, you know, you finally told the person what was going on. They're like, girl, why did you tell me that was going on with you? Like, I, exactly. I don't you know, you should have told me, right? So sometimes we just have these kind of ways of thinking that we're imposing when people are welcoming to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Rashida, our next question is um, treating behavior disorders. Mm -hmm. So why do some medications used to treat behavior disorders have such adverse side effects? Hmm. Good question. Yeah, that's definitely a good question. And it's a very complex question in the yep. sense that like, you know, body chemistry plays a part, yep. your, how old you are, mm -hmm. um, male, are you female? Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, your overall health at the time right. that you're prescribed the medication. So there's so many factors that definitely play a part um, and I don't even know of any medication that doesn't have a side effect. Absolutely. And also, so yeah, absolutely. There's the, the, I think another key thing that we have to touch on is that there is no cookie cutter mm -hmm. prescription, uh, that works for everybody for mm -hmm. the, the reasons that Rashida just stated. Our genetic makeup is different. Our body composition is different. And so, yeah, there will be some side effects usually. Mm -hmm. I think the most, the overarching thing we have to say here is that it is so important to develop a partnership with your prescriber. Mm -hmm. it, is, um, it is so important to be honest, to track how you're feeling. If you're starting a new medication and, and you're not feeling right, or you're feeling a little off, or your sleep is off, or you're drowsy, it is really important to yes. document this, yes. to keep a journal, uh, and to make sure that your doctor, your prescriber is showing up as a partner in this, because yeah. if they're not, then you might have to find another partner, right? Yeah. It, it is your right, and you need to have someone on your team who is on your team. 
So honesty is a really big thing and, and uh, documenting how you're feeling and when um, I think are really a very important thing. Yeah. 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 I just want to add to that too. Like sometimes when, when we start a medication, um, you know, we, some people experience side effects in the beginning, but as they, their body gets accustomed to it, some of those side effects wane. So I always suggest to people to not like just stop a medication cold Turkey because, Mm -hmm. Oh, I have the side effects. My stomach is hurting without Mm -hmm. consulting your doctor. Because most of these medications need to be titrated up. And what I mean by that is a step up in in milligrams or whatever Mm -hmm. has to be taken up slowly and under a doctor's, uh, what am I calling it? What's the word? Under a doctor's uh, care or care. And the thing with coming off. So great point, Rashida. That's really good. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's important. Just said hi to me. Hi, babe. Um, and, um, and so the next question is culture and the treatment of mental illness. And this is a huge issue, not only for teens, for humans in general. And I think we began to touch on this, but let's talk more. How yeah. does culture impact the acknowledgement and treatment of mental health issues? I'm going to say uh, it does in a very <laughs> Right. So well, tell we, us, Hillary, tell us. Well, <laughs> um, like we were just saying before, if you grew up in a family culture that didn't believe, say, that mental health was even a thing or mental illness was a thing or they didn't believe in anxiety or they didn't believe in depression, like, ah, come on, pick yourself up and let's get moving. That's going to greatly affect relationships and every culture has their different Mm -hmm. um you know i knew growing up for me i didn't really i wasn't exposed to anything mental healthy until like my 20s and i don't know if it just was it wasn't in our belief system or it just Mm. it wasn't known it wasn't a thing like mental health has kind of exploded onto the scene in the past you know, 10, 15 years. And thank goodness, because we are going places and doing, (laughs) kicking through stigmas, um, which is amazing. Um, But it will definitely, it will vary from home to home and culture to culture. What do you think, Rashida? Um, I I think I've shared this before, but you know, like, you know, growing up, you know, it was kind of like, what happens in the house stays in the house. You know, you don't tell nobody your business. Right. And we were, you know, just instructed to tell, you know, our spiritual, you know, um, you know, someone in the church, everything that was going on with you. And that Mm -hmm. there was a stigma behind, you know, kind of saying that there was, you know, admitting that there was something wrong, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. And for me, it wasn't until like I got into this field in college that I realized like there's nothing wrong with letting people know if you're not okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, uh, Kanisha just said, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. Tammy just said, what happens at home stays at home. That's right. You know, don't air your dirty laundry. Our Mm -hmm. business is, you know, absolutely. Yeah. That is something um, that, you know, can be addressed in the home if mm-hmm. you think that you have voice enough to have some change, mm-hmm. to kind of begin to change the conversation or even bring up the conversation. And sometimes it's up to the youth to kind of 
teach parents. Yeah. They're open. And if the parents could connect and hear what's happening, you guys, you're learning all of this stuff. You're learning that it's okay not to be okay. And so, yeah, go ahead. And we're, we're dealing again with um, different youths from when I was growing up, you know, um, even with the the benefits of social media is that they can be, they can Google anything or, you know, so they're, they're well informed of like, kind of like they, you know, what's out there and they can like, I'm sorry, as long as they are Googling (laughs) the right stuff, we have to, again, watch where information is coming from because Mm -hmm. any Tom, Dick and Harry could post anything. Let's stay on WebMD. Let's stay on the Mayo Clinic where we can get some good clinical information. Sorry, I had to say that. No, that's okay. I think we have a Kay Banks. Uh, she says, I know that when attempting to help a friend who is dealing with mental health issues can be difficult. Sometimes a person will like when you resonate and or relate to their situation. Mm -hmm. However, others may feel you're taking away their moment in a sense. My question is, what's the best way to approach a friend dealing with mental health issues? Great question, Kay. Mm. Um, uh, As a friend, right? As a friend. So clearly you're coming from a place of concern and love, right? And so it's, I think the best way, and again, we're going to get to communication (laughs) next week, people next week, but just, um, I would say a rule of thumb in communication is coming from where you're at, what you're feeling. Hey, I'm feeling worried about you. Like you, you, you're not, you don't seem like yourself. You, you're not putting on makeup anymore. You used to get dressed and have matching earrings on. I'm not seeing that. Is everything okay to yeah. come from that instead of you okay because you don't look good or are you okay because you're acting weird, you know, to mm-hmm. just come from that place of love. It's not easy. You know, it's a very delicate topic. Um, but from that place of love and caring and compassion, I would say is, is, the, the easiest way in. Yeah. And, and, and just saying like, you know, well, you know, if there's anything that you want to talk about, you know, I'm here for you. So just, just keeping yeah. that, that door open. So if they're not ready at that time, you know, maybe another time they'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, my friend said, you know, Hey, you know, I can reach out. Right. Because the other side of that is they could not be ready. They could not want to talk about it, but you've extended your heart. You've extended your hand. And so that is, I think I would say the the safest approach. Yeah. That's depending on the severity, right? If this, you know, if the person, you know, we're, we're assuming that it's just small things you're noticing, but then on the other side, if someone is presenting with risky behavior and Mm. dangerous stuff, then that's a whole other thing. And I think um, we can, Rashida, you'll be able to speak on that later on in terms of yes. intervention. Yes. Great question, Kay. Thank you for that. Great question. Uh, okay, getting back to these questions. Uh, teens and stress. What are some helpful tips for teens dealing with stress? Okay, so uh, we mentioned about watching, you know, and and kind of, keeping tabs on what we're consuming. And by consuming, I mean the social media. What are we reading? What are we scrolling? What kind of videos are we watching? That kind of stuff. Um, 
increasing uh, socialization, hanging out, yeah. you know, either on Zoom if we're able. And again, I know it's tough because of COVID. Um, diet, exercise, sleep. Yeah. Are we moving around or are we just sitting? And, you know, I know a lot of us are now doing the, the school at home and yeah. work which Very makes stressful. it hard. So get up and move. If you have stairs in your house, run the stairs, do some push-ups. Um, getting air, get outside, go for a stroll. Uh, journaling. I'm a huge proponent of journaling. Journaling. So journaling is that safe space you can have. It's all yours. No one is judging your spelling, your grammar. No one's going to see it. Yes. There's all different kinds of journaling. There's like, I'm so angry. I'm just going to take my pet, oh, my alpaca pen. I like it. And like, <laughs> on the you even have to write words down. You could just draw. You can write anything. Like, I'm so angry. I, I could just scream. Well, scream in your journal. Yeah. Hey, you know, that is a, I would say dealing with stress. Absolutely. That is uh, one of uh, my favorite things. I like music. I think music and just listening, you know, and again, some music could make you get into a mode that may like, if you're angry, heighten that. So just be mindful of what you're again, taking in music wise. Um, but music is just, just nice to kind of, again, like just listen to the melody. Um, also, um, I think what is helpful is, you know, are we taking on too much? Right. Like, you know, are we signing up for everything? Are we, you know, saying, yes, I can do that. And yes, I can do this mm -hmm. and, and regret it when they, when you realize it's just too right. Much. Absolutely. So, being able to set like boundaries with people and saying, you know what, like, hey, I got an exam today. I got to go run to work. I have to do this. I can't do this extra thing right now. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, limited or no in-person interactions with friends or family. This is a big one. And it is not limited. It is all humans right now. It yeah. is us and it is no different from teen to adult. Um, we need connection. So we need yes. to connect on Zoom. We need to be FaceTiming with our friends. We need to be in, I don't know, what's that cool platform? Oh, I want to be cool right now. So house party. Like get a house party. party. <laughs> no, wasn't house party like kid and play? I'm not talking about kid and play. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, house party because we're dinosaurs. <laughs> Teens have um, house party, which is just, uh, you know, uh, uh, like a bigger FaceTime platform and everybody could chat. So setting those up, setting up a socially distant meet outside, those are still safe to do. And as long as we are washing hands and wearing right. masks, get out, go organize something, meet, go, you know, play some basketball, go for a walk something um yeah. so connection 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 gotta get creative right now we're in we're in a time where which we've not experienced before and it's it just it's just just people are getting so creative people are getting having weddings on zoom people are having baby showers on zoom so why not have like is, i guess the house party absolutely house party house party. House party is an app that's like zoom <laughs> so another thing to bring up here which is again appropriate for adults and teens, 
Um, I know when working with my clients in the beginning of the pandemic, um, I suggested kind of getting in touch with things that we've always wanted to do, but kind of never mm. had time for because, you know, life is happening around us. Mm -hmm. Think of things like for me personally, I busted out my piano that has been in the garage for 15 years. And no, I'm not playing it every day, but I have the option to play now. Um, art, have I wanted to, you know, get back to my creative, get in touch with the creative side that kind of gets stifled by life and writing papers and doing homework assignments. So what are the things I want to do? Hey, I want to get better at speaking Spanish. I want to learn how to cook. I don't know a pasta dish or bake something. So mm -hmm. a to-do list where you can kind of refer to, um, kind of like a bucket list type thing, nice. but exciting things that you want to do so you can have a backup of, you know, the times when you might be, you know, missing your friends. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys can do it on Zoom and, and bake together or cook together. So that is a helpful thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. And if you have pets, I always think pets are such a great support. I don't know how many people out there have like dogs and cats. And I know I got just just got two geckos. So I'm learning them. But if you have, maybe if you have a pet, you know, spend yeah. time with your pet, you know, yeah. um, some people have actually bought pets now now that they have the time, which is yes. adopted pets. Yes. Hi. Oh, I want to shout out shout out to Christina Russell. She's the National Second VP. Who hey. is supporting our youth? Hey, How are you Thanks for doing? Us and giving us this opportunity. We're having a great time. Hope yes. Too. Um, okay. Uh, past. Okay. So, high school and um, past high school and college planning. Mm. Okay. So again, utilize your guidance counselors. They are there. They want to help. That's their passion. Yeah. So, asking questions, um, seeing what information is available to you. Uh, there's so much remote stuff going on right now. I'm sure there are tours of colleges. I'm yeah. sure tours of trade schools. Uh, talk to college kids. Talk to kids who have gone on to go to college. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to kids that haven't gone to college. See where we're at. You know, again, it's taking advantage of the resources that are put in place mm -hmm. for this exact stuff. Um, so great question on that. Rashida, you were kind of talking about overload and extending. Yeah. Um, yes. Yourself, so right? just, just be careful that you're not overextending yourself right. and, and just, you know, when you start feeling, and again, how do we know if we're stressed, right? You know, like, am I physically feeling, you know, you know, drained and tired and overload is affecting my sleep, you know, is my concentration yeah. poor. So yeah. those are signs that, you know, maybe you got too much in your plate. Absolutely. And just to add to that, this is where it becomes okay to set a boundary. Yeah. You know, which is not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it's a muscle. And the more we do it, the stronger we get at it. So you can set a boundary and you can say, hey guys, you know what? I'm sorry, I can't commit to that right now. My plate is full. Or, yeah. you know, I just, I wish I could, but I can't next time. You know, so that will definitely help with overload. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we have here? Eating uh, disorders. Yes. Eating disorders. Um, so what are some causes of adolescent eating disorders? So this is kind of a specialized topic, but I would mm -hmm. say that we can speak on anxiety, right? Any, yeah. uh, it's definitely uh, indicative that there's some anxiety happening and it would, I believe, you know, well, I know that it's tied to the need to be able to control something because everything else is feeling so out of control, whether yeah. 
the home you're living in, the situation, if you're feeling isolated, like there's no one to talk to, mm -hmm. if the rules on you are really hard. Food is like the one thing a teen could control, a kid can control. Um, so I would definitely say that um, it would, therapy is definitely in order. Um, eating disorders are dangerous um, for mm -hmm. our health, um, especially for, you know, youth with your developing brains. Your brains are not fully developed until you're early 20s, early to mid 20s. So we don't want to mess with that. It can mess with hormones and, and females and reproductive systems. And I'm sure with men as well. So uh, we definitely um, want to get specialized help for that. And we could definitely add that to our. our yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, I'm sorry, and I'm not bashing social media. I'm literally on it. But you know, taking a break and watching what we're consuming because everybody doesn't look like an Instagram model, you know, but we probably can if we have five hours in hair and makeup and 12 ring lights around us and we're posing at the beach. So yeah. that's another pressure that we're dealing with. And back in our day, we weren't bombarded with that on our phones and on our computers. We had like Vogue or, you know, Bop. <laughs> Bop. I used to look at Alyssa Milano and be like, oh, she's so pretty. When will I ever look like that kind of stuff? But now you, you, you guys, it's not easy. You're bombarded. So let's watch what we're consuming there. Yeah. And then with society, right? Like society mm -hmm. is ever changing on what society thinks is beautiful. I remember back in the day, it was Twiggy. Yeah. Right, like that was beautiful, but yeah. now shift years and years from now we're going to a more Ashley Graham. Follow yes, her. I love Ashley Graham. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's definitely shifting, but we have to also remember that now they have editing and lighting and, and you know filters and yes. So uh, handling conflict. What should teens do when their friends are not getting along and they're stuck in the middle of their fight? Great question. Uh, boundaries, share how you're feeling with your friends. Yeah. And this, like similar to what Kay was saying with um, yeah. concern for somebody, share how you're feeling. Hey, I feel really frustrated or I feel really angry or I feel really sad to be in this position. I don't belong here. I don't want to... You know, this mm -hmm. is not on me. You guys can work this out, right? Kind of. Stuff. Yeah, and, and I think adults, we we kind of fall into that sometimes too. You know, where our friends may be in conflict, and you know, so it's not just like a a youth thing. You know, yeah, so there may be an adult who can like tell you, like, hey, this is how I resolve that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yep. but it but it is setting the boundary to say like, hey guys, you know, I love you both, but you know, it kind of sucks being in the middle. You know, and you know, I'm. I just, you know, like, just don't talk about that person. When I, you know, like, let's let's just keep me neutral. And that's our friend Jordan's question. Jordan was awesome when we met him a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, Jordan! So it's a great question, and it's kind of like you have to say, "Hey, guys, this is a you thing, not a me thing." You know, and, yeah. and so really good question. And people want to suck you in sometimes. They want to like, yeah. you know, you know, I want you on my team, my team. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and there doesn't have to be teams. There yeah. never has to be. You can, you know, stand up and be you and uh, your people will be your people. 
Yeah. And if they're not, then they weren't your people to begin with. Um, How can teens handle the feelings of guilt? Rashida, I know you wanted to talk about the kind of guilt shame thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, guilt, you know, when we think about that, it's, it's kind of like a situation happens and you feel guilty, you know, you took an, I don't know, um, an extra whatever out of the bank or I don't know why I'm thinking money, (laughs) but you know, and then you feel guilty because I took an extra this or I, you know, went in my mom's purse and I took this and Mm -hmm. I took her lipstick. I feel guilty, but shame is like, you know, um, just like that emotion of, you know, like, um, and, and, and the thoughts that you, you have about like what you did, you know, I'm a bad person. It's deep. It cuts deep. Yeah. Pervasive. It is there. Constant. Yeah. As opposed to like, okay, I took my mom's lips. So I do feel guilty. I did give it back. Shame is like, you know, I'm a horrible person. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna amount to anything. So that's where that kind of. Absolutely. And um, to add to that, how can we handle feelings of guilt? We can take accountability. Yeah. We can take accountability. We can own it. We can own the fact that we are human and we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that, that's literally why we're put here. And so I always say, you know, experiences slash mistakes in life, good, bad, and ugly. What do we learn? What do we learn? So if we've learned something and we can take accountability, like, hey, dad, I'm really sorry that I I was yelling like that or that I cursed mm-hmm. you. Um, it wasn't right. And I own it. So we can always make it right, making amends. That's, you know, that's the key also. So you can then forgive yourself. Yeah. Right? And, it's, and it's hard, right? Like it's, it's hard to like kind of own up to it and it feels uncomfortable sure in the moment, but it passes. Sure is. And if it's an yeah. uncomfortable for adults, imagine how uncomfortable it is for teens. So, you know, have some self-compassion, Yeah, easy with yourself and then see if you can take ownership. Even sometimes writing a letter of apology can help. So. I have to admit that I did go to KFC yesterday and I did eat a thigh on my way home and I left it in the side of my door. So if you haven't oh, seen, what? yes, I don't know what episode that was. <laughs> this is a thing with you putting bones in the side of your car. I don't know. I, I just, yes. So like, look, look at past episodes because you'll, you'll, you'll understand what I talk about. Like you'll get it. You'll get it. Um, so again, great question. Uh, let's go to the next one. Emotions. If parents often contribute to teens bottling up their emotions, how can teens manage and accept their feelings and what's possible outlets for teens? So again, journaling groups, this youth group is incredible. Um, school counselors, Teachers, do you have a connection with a teacher? Yeah. Uh, Something to manage, something that we can talk about and share with you right now is that we are humans and we are naturally emotional. We're emotional beings, right? So I like to think of it as a scale. We have our emotional mind and we have our rational mind. So our emotional mind would be more obviously emotionally charged. I'm so angry. I'm so frustrated. I'm so sad, whatever it is. Or we have our rational brain, which allows us to kind of cool down and say, okay, this is what's really happening. 
this is, um, I need to kind of calm down here. I don't want to talk to anybody when I'm like this. I don't want to resolve this with my friend because I'm mad. So I think of it as a scale and we all have our own scale. So it's the balance between our rational and our emotional mind. And, and everybody's scale is different. And I don't think anybody's is ever 50-50. But knowing that we can take control of our emotions if we have this knowledge, right? So I know that when I'm in a fight with my friend or I'm angry at my parents, that I'm highly emotional. So I know I don't want to show up like that because then I'm going to react. And then we're up here and we're fighting, right? Mm -hmm. So if I know, if I have the awareness that I'm in my emotional mind, I need to pull in some rational, balance my scale, and then I'm going to be in a better place to communicate, to have that talk, to express my emotions in a way that will be effective, that someone can actually hear you. Because when we're escalated in emotion, it's not going to work. We have to have that de-escalation. So think of your scale. Think of managing and balancing your scale. And again, next week, we're going to be talking about communication 101. So, you know, um, we can, we're just going to give you some, some practical solutions on how to like talk to somebody that you may feel is difficult to talk to. Yeah. So you'll probably hear my, hear my spiel all over again. Um, and also I just <laughs> want to point out that Jenna was saying something about Facetune. Facetune on social media is an app that you change it changes your face and your body. It's basically Photoshop, but everybody on social media uses it. So mm. that a lot of the, the people that we're looking to thinking they're these natural beauties are things are happening with computers. So to just make sure we have to have that knowledge before we engage in social media. So thank you, Jenna, for that. She's thank our good for anything social. Yes, 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 yes. For Anne Olivia now, actually. Hey, Olivia. Hey, Olivia. Um, <laughs> so, so possible outlets for teens. Again, sports, getting involved, club, mm -hmm. sports. Uh, Maybe a hobby. Like if there's anything in particular sure. that you like enjoy, you know, drawing, um, like you said, journaling, you know, um, listening to music, I know helps a lot. Some people yes. do their own like rap lyrics or uh -huh. beats. Uh -huh. And I think that is nice to do. Totally. So yeah. engaging in stuff that makes you feel good, an outlet, art, drawing, anything. Great point. So um, let's, we're going to move on to some of our last questions here, which uh, we're talking about teen suicide. Yeah. And, you know, we have to talk about it. We can't sweep this under the rug because if we don't talk about it, we're going to keep losing more teens. We're going to keep yeah. losing people. So here we are, not okay to be okay. Teen suicide. Rashida, she is a certified psychiatric screener in the state of New Jersey. She works at Trinitas Regional Medical Center. This is her area of expertise. So I'm going to shut my mouth for a minute. Yeah. Rashida, what, are, what are the warning signs that a teen might be suicidal? So thank you, Hillary, for that like intro. That made me feel like, whoa. I got, so good. I got a flex for my girl. Yeah, right? yeah. thank you. Thank you. I just want to kind of start off with saying that, you know, um, working in the emergency room, um, we've noticed from March to uh, March to now, mm -hmm. there has been a significant um, increase in 
youth coming into the emergency room for psychiatric yep. crises, as opposed to last year, same time. So mm -hmm. this is very concerning. Yep. Okay. Um, so some warning signs. And again, this is not an exhaustive list. I mean, again, not everybody will present with all of these um, warning signs that I'm going to say, but if they're talking about dying, right? If they're saying like, oh, you know, you know, maybe life would be better if I wasn't here anymore, or, you know, um, I would love to be with aunt so-and-so. Um, so if they're, if you're hearing that kind of talk, that's a red flag that they may be kind of um, fantasizing about, you know, living this earth. Um, and, you know, if they're verbalizing that there's no reason to live, right? I have nothing, you know? Sometimes what happens is there's a breakup and, you know, that was their everything. And he left me. And so what is there to live? I have nobody. I can't turn to my family. I can't turn to my friends. So are they verbalizing that? Mm -hmm. Are they feeling like a burden to others, right? Like, are they feeling like, um, you know, um, you know, I'm just causing more problems. You know, I'm stressing people out, you know, so if I wasn't here, then they wouldn't have to worry about me anymore. And okay? also just to add, um, if they feel like they don't have a support system, yeah, absolutely. You, um, that's another uh, sign. I just have to say, just to light, give this a little levity, Kanisha just said, hi, man. And we always, Kanisha, <laughs> that we literally, we talk about flavor, flave all the time. Like we're really <laughs> like flavor flavor so yes we are each other's hype man because we believe in each other and and great so yeah. i just add that um, no it's great um just a couple other things um you know like again are they isolating you know are they like we just talked about with depression are they not you know doing the things that they typically would do sports going out talking to friends spending time with family um are you seeing extreme mood swings right like one minute they're crying the next minute they're enraged right so just some these are just some things to look out for um and also if you've seen an increase in their use of substances um, alcohol or, or drugs. So again, these this is not an exhaustive list, but these are just things to just kind of just keep a lookout for. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, Rashida, just a, a, a question or really uh, something that I'm noticing is a lot of the uh, warning signs for depression are similar. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. so is why we we have to talk to our teens we have to make sure that they know there is a line of communication open in that home yeah, and you know to 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 make sure because like we said with depression being on a a, a, a spectrum a scale so is suicidality um and you know a lot of of people a lot of humans walk around every day with some suicidal ideation but mm -hmm. There is no plan. Uh, so it's just always a good idea to know that we can speak about it in this home. We're not going to demonize you. We're not going to, you know, I think the worst thing that can happen is feeling invalidated in your home yeah. or being shooed away just because you're a teen. You know, just parents who are out there listening right now, it's not like it was when we were coming up. Right. It's very different. Like we spoke with all of this social media exposure, um, it's a lot more intense. So really, mm -hmm. uh, if you're seeing these warning signs, it's best to, you know, act on it and uh, yeah. 
partner up with your kid. Yeah. And if people, if a person is, is uh, contemplating suicide, I mean, the main reason is that they want to end the pain. Mm -hmm. They're in pain and they know no other way out. Mm -hmm. Right. They know no other way out. Absolutely. Christina's just adding that in a school setting, yeah, students might begin to give away prized possessions. Yes. They usually wouldn't part with. Absolutely. And yes. those are some of, you know, now we're, we're, you're, we're going towards some, uh, you know, along the spectrum, you know, yeah, that's uh, definitely a sign. Or even uh, like, you know, and going in that same realm, like, you know, saying goodbye to people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm -hmm. saying yeah. goodbye, writing yeah. a letter, you know, yeah. and things of that sort. And and the other thing too, I think to note here as well is there there is attention seeking behavior. Every teen is able to have some kind, just like adults. There are attention seeking behaviors, but with something like suicide, we don't play. You know, we're not going to play and they could seek attention. And if they're not suicidal, then at least we're taking them in. We're getting them clean and assessed. And then we're going to get to the root of why they need this attention because yeah. something's going on. It is a cry for help. Yeah. And so, I just want to add sometimes when, you know, if someone does complete, a lot of times the family will say, well, they were just happy. I just saw them the other day. They were smiling and happy. And that's yeah. because they knew what they were planning to do and yep. that they that they had their out. Right. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the causes? I think we. Well, it's emotional, environmental, right? So emotionally, you know, feeling rejection, feeling a need to escape, feeling cyberbullying was like another thing. Um, maybe a relationship. Someone passed away and it was a close relationship. Environmental, you know, trauma, right? Like, you know. Are they being physically, sexually abused, emotionally abused, and in any of those ways? Um, if not current, sorry, if not currently yeah. in that abusive cycle, were they? Were mm -hmm. was there some kind of abuse, sexual, physical, any kind of abuse? And it's coming up now. They're 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 they've just you know, sometimes with trauma, it imprints. We we wall up and we protect ourselves and and. It just comes up out of nowhere sometimes. We yeah. have that. So um, that is a. Angela Angela made a, um, a great state uh, uh, statement. Um, she said she knows someone who was afraid to go to the crisis center because they were afraid of being locked up. So they yeah. confided in my child, leaving me with a hard decision. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. happens a lot of times. People are yeah. scared that, you know what, they're going to admit me, you know, and this was just my way of just telling people that I'm in pain and because and, not everyone who has suicidal thoughts is going to act on those. Right. Okay. Um, and not everybody that comes in saying that they're suicidal gets admitted. You know, some right. just, just want, it's a cry for help for some people. Some of them just need uh, to be linked and connected within their mm -hmm. community to help. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, Angela, that is a hard decision, but you know what? Better to be safe than sorry. And it's always better to go in and get assessed and, and get connected to the mental health um, world. And I just want to like drive home that like with suicide, um, it typically like a single event typically does not, it rarely leads to suicide. Mm -hmm. So, so one event happening rarely does. It's a, a accumulation of events, mm -hmm. you know, that tend to lead to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not just like, okay, my boyfriend broke up with me. I'm going to kill myself. It, mm -hmm. it can happen, right. but it's rare. Right. 
Right. So I, I think the last question we have here and one of the most important questions yep. with regards to suicide is how can suicide in adolescents and teens be prevented? Really great question. Yep. Um, all these questions were amazing questions from the um, Central Jersey Club. Um, basically, yep. and it's interesting that our next week's topic is communication because yep. the most preventable way is mm -hmm. through communication. Yep. Okay. Um, yes, yes, it is communication. Again, going back to Hillary, you know, we have to remember that teens, their frontal lobes are not fully de developed, which which that, that inhibits our impulses, right? Yeah. So Constant they're still thinking. Yes. They yes. Have none. So yes, it is mm -hmm. impulsivity. If they do attempt, if you know, and hopefully not complete, it is there, they do not, their brains. They don't have the capacity to have consequences to think what will happen if I, what will happen? It, there is none of that until their 20s. Yeah. So if you or someone you know and love is is having these kind of thoughts, you know, I always say seek medical attention, um, you know, whether it's to calling 911 to get linked or get assistance, mm -hmm. going to your local emergency room, mm -hmm. Um you know, also there's the suicide hotline, which is confidential. And um, that, that national suicide prevention hotline is 1-800-273-TALK, which is 8255. So, and it's 24 hours toll free. Yes. And we will, again, link all of this and send this all over to, um, so you guys have it. We'll send it over to Tammy and Kanisha. Um, these were such incredible questions. Yes. Rashida, I, I know I could speak for the both of us. This was such an honor. Yes. To be able to connect with this group of teens, of course, and Tammy and Kanisha, because you ladies are great too, and what you do is incredible. Shout um, out. And, and Miss Andrea Felder. Yes, and Andrea, exactly. Um, so this has been a privilege, and we know that we originally were supposed to have some some kids in the studio with us, but you know, hashtag 2020, that didn't happen. <laughs> Hopefully we can do this again. Uh, yes. this is really near and dear uh, to Rashida and I's hearts uh, because yeah. you guys are our future and you are the ones that are going to be able to normalize mental health and, and kick their stigmas butt <laughs> and, and yeah. just help get the message out. So you, yeah. you guys are incredible. And the Central Jersey Club, again, you know, the programs that you provide to the youth, you know, getting yeah. them involved and, yeah. and, and again, doing the community service and those acts of acts of kindness and, and helping them to learn again, this is one of your projects with mental health. You know, this is amazing, you know, to, to increase their awareness and to help the community. So kudos so to you guys. Happy to fulfill that uh, mental health awareness need of you um, all. And <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure. Um, and we hope to do this again. Uh, we have, uh, I got two bowl of no shame questions. I'm scared. That I wrote uh, <laughs> because again, I'm a dinosaur that's clawing onto my youth. So. I don't want to be a dinosaur. It's okay, then don't. You don't want to be a Rashidasaurus? <laughs> um, so Rashida, um, question for you first, and then I will. Okay, I'm going answer. in serious mode. Okay, for a day, would you want to be Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Ooh. Oh, I like that question. Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? 
Oh, Nicki Minaj, she just had a baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, I'm no. going to say I want to be Cardi B. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay. So why would you want to be Cardi B? She's just so cool. Like, uh -huh. she's just like, you know, like, I feel like she's like one of those, like, I'll tell you how I feel. I don't care what you think. Uh -huh. You know, if she ain't okay, she'll let uh -huh. you know she ain't okay. And that's uh -huh. why I got a lot of respect for her. Okay. Okay. So Cardi B and I <laughs> see your Cardi B and raise you a Cardi B because <gasps> not only because she is just this pretty powerful woman who mm -hmm. is just all over the place. Um, I say Cardi B because she was in a movie with J-Lo and that would be my six degrees of separation. <laughs> <laughs> and that would mean that I can one day meet my idol, um, J-Lo. Um, but yeah, Cardi B all the way. And um, I want to say too, like you made me like really think now I'm feeling like going deeper in this, like, you know, cool. um, you know, just thinking about like her life and thinking uh -huh. about where she has come from and yeah. where she is now that yep. no matter, you know, small beginnings doesn't mean that, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you, you can't become what you want to be. And she did. That's right. Say it, say, Oh, I can't do that thing. Don't say can't. There is no can. Here. Okay. So there's is that, that, that a gecko. Is that, is that what my gecko makes that noise? Oh, maybe, maybe you need to change your game. Um, so, okay, last question. Okay. Um, okay. Would you rather be Instagram famous? Hillary, you're breaking up. I'm breaking up? Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Oh my God, you look like you were in like a bubble just now. Okay, well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Instagram famous or TikTok famous? Well, that's your, you go first. Um, I'm going to say TikTok because Instagram is way too orchestrated. I think I, I'm learning more about TikTok and it's a little more raw, like come as you are kind of thing. I don't know. I, I like to be a little polished. So I'll go with IG. There you said polished. I think I think my whole life is like a TikTok video every day. Like it's like, you know. <laughs> so um everybody, we just again want to give a shout out to Tammy D's Lucas, Andrea Felder, and Kanisha Jones. Christina for Russell, Christina Russell yes. Oh, yes. And Christina Russell, thank you so much again from the bottom of our hearts. This was incredible. Uh, next week, our topic is communication 101, in just case. in time for the holiday seasons. Um, and again, please help us spread our message, help us normalize mental health and kick stigmas butts. Please download us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, share us on Facebook. Yeah, it really helps. Oh, my girl Lola and Joanna said TikTok. I knew you'd say that, Lola. Um, Nobody out there wants to be IG famous and polished. Um, thank you, guys. <laughs> this has been incredible. It has filled my cup, which was feeling pretty depleted. So thank yeah. you. Um, and we will see you next week for episode 14, Communication 101. Be kind to...
kind to others. That's okay. You can roll the music, Christian. Thank you. Roll. The Not Okay, It's Okay podcast includes casual conversations related to mental health, self-care, practical tips and resources, along with validation that not being okay is okay. You acknowledge and agree that the following warnings and disclaimers shall apply to all of our content. This podcast represents the opinions of Hillary Shear, LPC, and Rashida Cartwright, LCADC, and their guests to the show. The information provided is for informational purposes only, and we recommend that you consult with a healthcare professional for medical or mental health advice. The views and opinions expressed in the Not Okay, It's Okay podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. Do not use our content in lieu of professional advice given by qualified medical or mental health professionals. Always seek the advice of your own medical mental health provider related to your specific medical or mental health condition prior to implementing any recommendations or suggestions from using our content. Privacy is of great importance to us. That being said, all people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect patient confidentiality.